Welcome to the very first episode of the Clarity to Consciousness podcast. I'm your host, Kristen, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. Before we begin clarifying the complexities of this topic of consciousness, I wanted to share with you my intentions for creating this podcast and what you may gain from listening. So first, I'll start with a little background on me. You see, my life was going down a traditional path. I had a good job. I was married to a wonderful person and had given birth to a beautiful baby boy. And I thought I had it all figured out until I didn't. Although I had what some may call the typical American dream, something wasn't right and I fell into a depression and I found myself questioning a lot of things. The good news is that after several years and a lot of growth and change, I found my way back to myself, but not without help. In fact, many of the guests you'll hear on this podcast are individuals who have helped me along the way. But I consider myself someone who took a road less traveled, and as a way of giving back, I wanted to share more about this path option with others, which brings me here. And topics like spirituality, mindset, and untraditional ways to heal will be discussed on this platform. So if you're like I was and starting to question your trajectory in life, or you have a piqued interest in topics which help us understand consciousness, please stay with me. We'll learn and grow together, and I promise we'll also have some fun. Oh, and one last thing. Some of the topics discussed here may stretch your mind, pull you out of your comfort zone, and challenge your beliefs. But as they say, growth doesn't happen when we're comfortable. I invite you to listen in with an open mind and heart. What is consciousness? And what does it mean to truly live life awake? Welcome to Clarity to Consciousness, a podcast where we transcend beyond stereotypes, embracing a deeper understanding. I'm your host, Kristen Griffiths, a fellow seeker on this path. Join me on a journey as we dive into conversations with experts, unraveling stigmas, and expanding our awareness to something profound. This is your invitation to open your mind with me as together we bring clarity to the fascinating complexities of human consciousness. Welcome to the very first episode of the Clarity to Consciousness podcast. I'm your host, Kristen, and I'm so thrilled you've joined us today as we delve into the depths of human consciousness and explore today's topic, spiritual awakening. I'm so incredibly excited about today's guest. She's an internationally known psychic medium, remote viewer, and ordained minister, and she's dedicated her time and expertise to law enforcement agencies from around the world to help locate missing people and bring closure to victims of homicide, kidnapping, or unexplained disappearances. It is my absolute honor and pleasure to introduce Patricia Mona to the podcast today. Welcome, Patricia. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's my honor to be here with you today. Thank you. I It's an absolute honor to have you and especially be my first guest for this podcast. I, I couldn't have asked for a better guest. So thank you so much for being here. Well, and congratulations on starting your own podcast. The world needs more truth <laughs> out there. So yes, I, I, I feel very blessed to be here with you today. Thank you. So Patricia, can you give the audience a little bit more background on yourself and what brought you to spiritual practices? Oh, wow. Well, I guess my life has been one big spiritual awakening ever since I can remember because when I was a child, I could sense spirit. I could sense death. Um, I could feel, uh, you know, when, when something was going to happen, I just knew it. And I also could sense my angels and my guides, but I couldn't see them with my human eyes. And it actually scared me quite a bit. Cause I, the other thing that I could feel was evil coming off of people and see it kind of trailing behind them. And, uh, my parents actually brought me up as a born again, Christian going to church every Sunday and when I started telling them about these experiences, my parents would actually take me to the pastor time and time again to pray over me, pray it out of me, pray it out of me. And it wasn't until I started actually exploring it on the other side of Christianity that I realized you can't pray away your God-given gifts and talents. But it scared me. As a child, it scared me because 
you know, the pastor was praying over me and my parents thought it was demonic or very wrong. And, and so I wanted to shut it off, but in a way I couldn't, you know, because what's yours will always be there waiting for you to explore. And so fast forward, my big spiritual awakening was actually when my dad died. Um, so I, w- I became a palliative oncology nurse and I did that for 13 years. And in 2004, my father was killed in a really bad workplace accident. And then my mom died, not even a year later, breast cancer in my arms. And, but, you know, looking back now, this is where I tell my clients, we have to bless the BS because it's fertilizer for your dreams. It's fertilizer for something great that's coming up. You just don't know it. And it took me almost 20 years to realize what my father's death and my, both my parents' death gave me, it gave me that, that need to look within that need to know where they went, how to connect with them, how to connect with spirit even more. So what is this? What am I feeling? Why, why do I know these things? Because even when I was nursing and it's not, I knew that I had something, but actually I thought all the nurses had it, to be honest with you, Mm -hmm. because I could walk into a patient's room and just look at them from head to toe and know exactly where their illness was, what was going on, where their pain was, even right down to when they were going to pass away. But because of my training, I thought that that was, you know, I was just hypersensitive to their needs. And it wasn't until I started finding missing persons that I really realized, whoa, okay the average person isn't seeing this stuff, right? Because you don't really know how different your reality is until you start asking. And simple things like I have something called synesthesia where I see my letters and numbers and colors. I thought that was normal. I thought everybody, you know, had a yellow C and an orange D. I didn't realize that people don't see their letters and numbers and colors until I was watching something on the Discovery Channel where they're talking about it. Well, all of these little extrasensory perceptions is what I naturally use to track and trace the energetic signature of a missing person. So I understand it's kind of come full circle, all these little things that I didn't realize were part of my reality that were different until I started exploring it and asking other people, hey, what color is your G or what color is your Z? You know, and they look at me like I got two heads. That's when I realized, okay, I'm perceiving this reality on a different level. Now, where does that come in? Besides just, you know, staring at license plates and seeing all these different colors on license plates, where it comes in is when you're doing something called remote viewing. Remote viewing is a systematic approach. It's a protocol that was developed um, back in, I think it was the 70s or 80s um, by the CIA is a systematic protocol for psychics to be able to get into that unified field, go get information on the target and bring it back. Well, when you're doing remote viewing, you're going out through the right brain, right? Well, letters and numbers are all left brain logic. So if you ever, um, if you ever split your corpus callosum, which is the part of the brain that connects both hemispheres, you wouldn't be able to read again. Your mind would not be able to perceive letters and numbers because that's your left brain. So when you're doing psychic phenomenon, it's the right brain that you need. Well, when you're going out, you can't see letters and numbers. So for me, if I was tracking and tracing, I did this actually on a missing person case out in Saskatchewan where I could clearly see the vehicle. So I was able to swing my consciousness around to the back of the truck and look at the license plate. Now, because you can't see letters and numbers it, when you're remote viewing, I actually saw it like color-coded bars. You know, remember back in the olden days where, in the olden days, where the TVs would go off the air and they'd have those color-coded bar codes yes. on the yes. TV? That's mm-hmm. what it looked like to me. And then depending on the color, I would actually know what letter or number corresponded with that color code. So it's all these little different things in my brain that I had no idea was different, but this is where the spiritual awakening comes in. The biggest, I would say, defining factor of a spiritual awakening is to realize that this is the illusion. 
this 3D that we feel so is so real. This is the illusion. There is so much more to life and we just don't know it. People don't want to talk about it. The government certainly doesn't want to know what we're, doesn't want us to know what we're capable of, right? They don't want us looking within because that's where the answers are, right? So it wasn't until I started really reaching in and, and addressing my own grief and connecting with my parents, connecting with my guides and my angels in order to get through that deep grief because it, it was immobilizing, you know, um, but that's really it where it all began besides at birth. Oh, and I will say uh, what was kind of interesting about this is that my mom died for two minutes and 38 seconds when she gave birth to me. And I remember her always talking about her outer body experience where she was floating on the ceiling, looking down at her body. And she was able to completely repeat what the doctors had said, what her body looked like, the blood all over the floor and everything. So I knew from there that there was even something in the family lineage, we'll say, that uh, gave us access or gave us a way out. And, and I found it. And so now, as part of my job, I, <clears throat> I will astral travel. I will, you know, um, when I do remote viewing, you can do it two ways. You can do it where you're sitting here and your consciousness has not left your body, or you can actually have your consciousness peel out of your body. Go get information like you're there, like you're there, like you're seeing it, touching it, tasting it. You're right there and bringing that information back. And once you realize that you're capable of this, even while we're alive and while we don't have to die to experience being out of our body, that to me was a huge part of my awakening to realize that there's so much more than this tangible left brain reality that we're living in. Wow. That was incredible. You shared so much and and I don't even know where to begin with that. <laughs> I I I know um so essentially the remote viewing has helped you find the missing people. And I know you've been pretty successful at that. I think you've shared before how many people you found through that. Yeah. Can you can you can you remind 35. me? 35. I'm up to 35 now. Wow. And um yeah, I've I've worked with Oh gosh, I've worked with RCMP, CPS, um, where it started actually, because I will say the RCMP and, and the police up here in Canada don't readily work with psychics. So I don't want to make it sound like they do. I don't mean to sound weird, but I, I believe I'm one of the only ones that has been successful and that continuously provides information for them. I do it solely on a volunteer basis. I do readings during the day. I teach classes in the evenings. And so my way to give back to humanity is to do missing person cases completely free of charge. Uh, I believe that, you know, if God gave me this crazy ability to be able to bring someone's loved ones home, I feel like it's my spiritual duty to do so. And so I do try to help out as much as I can in however way that I can. Um, but I really, I do it all over. It isn't just Canadian law enforcement. I've worked with law enforcement um, down in the States, down in Texas and in, in Arizona. But like I was going to say, where it all began was an agency called Find Me. They are a nonprofit organization that is comprised of active and retired law enforcement, everything from ground pounders to, to FBI and all the way up. They've got linguistic specialists, handwriting specialists, body language experts. And then they also have 115 psychics that are background checked, tried, tested, and proven to have a certain amount of accuracy. Like they, yeah, they test you even before you get on the team because it costs a lot of money to organize a search and um, a lot of effort to organize a search. So they want to be as accurate as humanly possible. So yeah, we're, we go through the rigorous rigmarole to even just get on there to get on the team. Wow. That's amazing. Well, thank you. I, I thank you for doing that. I, I can, I, I have a seven year old and I can imagine that if anything ever happened to him or anybody else I loved, um, what a what a scary, horrible place I'd be in. So I, I'm sure you are a godsend to all those families who have been helped by um, by your your skill set. So so thank you. Thank you. Um, 
But getting back to the spirituality part and um, a spiritual awakening. So for somebody who wasn't necessarily born with these God-given or universe-given talents, what would you say triggers a spiritual awakening for people? Can you like give your opinion on why they happen? And, and, and maybe we just start there and see where it goes. Well, I think, I think that God force, that source of creation will show up in every single person's life at some point. It's just up to us to open that door and create that bridge of connection, right? Because a spiritual awakening is not rainbows and butterflies. It is snotty balling on the floor. It is, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know why I'm here. You're reaching out to God. You're reaching out finally, you know, looking inside and looking up. And that's what a spiritual awakening does. So it's usually a death, a big accident. It can be a birth of a child because that can even be a very spiritual experience, right? Uh, We're literally the portal for another spirit to come through us. So that in itself can cause a spiritual awakening, but it's usually something huge that brings us to our knees, shatters our preconceived notion of what this reality is. It's it's seeing through the matrix. I I think that's what the biggest spiritual awakening does is that it makes us understand that there's so much more out there. And just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And uh, my, my tagline, cause I, I prayed about it when I first, you know, came out as a psychic and okay, this is who I am. Um, I said, how do I handle the skeptics? And what my guide said to me was Patricia, the only difference between a skeptic and a believer is the experience. So just be there for the people that are willing to experience the power of what you're offering. And it just, it grew from there, but it's reaching out to that spiritual world and making that connection and knowing that you're not alone. You never were, you never were, right? It's, it's a matter of, of starting to listen to that inner guidance, because once you do connect in with it, it can literally lead you if you know how to listen to that broadcast system. Um, one of the biggest things that I say to people when they are just awakening is become the observer of your mind. Who's talking to you? Are you talking to you? Is that what you think? Because that's what you're so used to thinking in your mind, right? Who's answering those questions? You know, when, when you're asking questions and then the answer just drops in, who gave it to you? right? Because everything you see in this 3D world is a manifestation of a thought. Our thoughts create our actions, our actions create our reality, and everything that we manifest in it. So where did the quality of those amazing thoughts come from, right? Become the observer, and you'll start to hear their voice, and you'll start to hear the broadcast system, because it's usually the softer one underneath your big, loud, obnoxious ego voice. It's the other one going, um, no, Maybe you shouldn't have said that, or maybe you shouldn't have done that instead of the rah, rah, rah voice. That's how I would mm-hmm. explain what it sounds like. Yeah. So what you're sharing makes a lot of sense to me. So what what I think happened to me was, you know, I was going through life. I, I read a, I listened to a book, I should say, I should correct myself. I listened to the book. I uh, didn't read it, um, but it's, uh, I think it was called 33 Steps to Your Infinite Self. And it was by a gentleman named Stuart Wilde. And he talks about the TikTok of life. Yeah, you, you like that book? And um, so so I listened to that and it, it just started to make a lot of sense to me. When, when he said the TikTok of life, it took me a minute to understand what he was saying, but it, it's basically you're going through life, you're doing everything you think you're supposed to do. You get up, you go to work, you do your job, you come home, you go to bed, you do it all over again. And, and then, um, I did, you know, I got, I did, had the marriage and then I had the baby and I had all these things. And I really think it was the birth of my son in that whole process and potentially some postpartum depression. But I, I just realized that, that just something wasn't right. And so I think that is what triggered it for me and to get me back to what felt like myself, um, and I found myself listening to a lot of spiritual leaders 
And then I actually worked with a coach who was very spiritual in nature. So instead of going to therapy, I hired a coach. I guess you could say a life coach. And I like to say that I it was the path less taken. But I'm curious if you think that that sounds typical of what the experience is. And um, if you if you agree that that's what I was experiencing. When your whole life changes, chances are it's a spiritual awakening that that nudged that to take place. So it's, it's, yeah, if it made you think differently and look at the world differently and act accordingly, it, that sounds like a spiritual awakening to me. It's, it's literally like you're doing a 180, you know, um, and walking a different path all of a sudden being guided by that highest voice and that, that inner knowing. So yeah, it definitely sounds like you were there. Is it always a situation where it's like a death or you wrap your car around a tree or, you know, for me, I guess compared to those things, it was, it was pretty gentle with a birth of my son, Mm -hmm. but I'm curious if there's ever a situation where it's a little bit easier on the person or if, does it happen because, you know, it's like a course correct type of thing? I... Well, think of it this way. It's got to take something really big to jar you into another direction, right? So it does sound like you had the soft version. And thank God, because the snotty bawling and having your guts ripped out with depression and anxiety. And it's, it's, that's the ugly part of a spiritual awakening. But when you get to the other side of it, it is absolutely miraculous and beautiful and changes you in so many, so many ways, right? Um, but usually from, from what I've seen, it usually is that big jarring, oh my God, I was on the brink of death or I lost someone that meant the world to me. And now my whole life has to change because they're gone. It's usually a big life blow up, you know, and you know, honestly, parenting can do that. We have four boys, so I know what it's like, you know, to go from being single and and just taking care of yourself to now you're literally responsible for a whole other life, living, breathing a person, you know? So it's, I just think that there are so many different catalysts that it can look different for everybody. I don't think it needs to be gross, but it usually is because we're stubborn human beings and what you know, if we're, if we're sipping martinis on our yacht uh, and life is great, but we need that big life change, chances are it's going to take the yacht to sink for us to actually wake up and swim to the shore that we need to go to. So it's because we don't want to get off the yacht otherwise. So it usually takes something big, something jarring, something ugly to um, really bring us to our knees and finally look up. Yeah. So it seems like there's definitely people who live life on the yacht. It -hmm. never sinks. And then they get to the end and maybe they don't have that, that awakening, or maybe they do. And it's just at the end. Um, you, can you speak to why you think some people it happens and some people it doesn't? When I do a reading, it's like I'm pulling the book off of their life, off of the shelf. And I am flipping through the chapters. If I go this way, I'm going backwards into their past. This way is into the, into their forward, right? People have a lot of past lives and some people don't. Some people are brand new here. So it's going to take them a few, you know, cycles on earth for them to wake up or to get out of the 3D, right? Because it's, it's our addiction to money, um, alcohol, drugs, all of those things, you know, addictions, all of those things will keep us grounded on earth. And so within the book of lives, everything has been pre-written, but yet there is free will. There are certain things that we can change, right? And certain things that we can't. Well, I believe that we are just literally playing out the playbook here in the 3D, but our higher self knows exactly what we're supposed to be experiencing. Some people are just characters in in your life, in my life. Um, It may appear that they're living on that yacht, loving life, but how empty are they? How empty are they? Because God's going to come knocking and calling for each and every one of us, right? And you look, 
Are they empty and filling their lives with drugs and alcohol and all of the things that will keep them earthbound in the afterlife, right? And will keep them cycling again and again until they learn to let go. Because the greatest thing that we can learn is non-attachment because none of it we take with us to the other side. So it may appear that they're, you know, on that yacht drinking the martinis and other people are, are struggling to swim and keep up, but you don't know what their soul has signed up to experience. You don't know what's in their book. So on a 3D level, it may look one way, but on a soul level, there's something completely different happening within them, right? Everyone pre-written it to experience what, what they have come to experience. Yeah. Thanks for that. That makes a lot of sense. I don't know that I've thought of it that way. So something that I thought of it as you were chatting was this idea that spiritual awakenings and spirituality is a religious uh, activity, I guess you could say. And I don't think personally that it is. I don't think it it is tied to any religion, but I wanted to hear your perspective on that as well. Yeah, it's definitely not tied to any religion. And I truly believe that religion in itself is just a form of schooling. It's a form of, of it's a form for you to learn through on how to access those higher dimensions, right? Because no two people are alike. No two countries are alike. So we've all developed our own roads home, if you will, right? But no, it is, it's regardless of religion because each and every one of us has this ability um, to come out of our body, to live on. Our soul is endless. It's just how many people know it, right? So a church and a religion kind of gives a guidebook on, on the way home, but really it's you that has to integrate the lessons and, and the teachings and the map in order to get there, if that makes sense. So, but put religion aside, no way. A spiritual awakening is awakening to that. The fact that there's other dimensions, the fact that there's more, um, to life than what we've been told and what we're seeing. And it doesn't matter if you're atheist, you're going to figure that out the second you leave your body. You know, uh, it may take you to die to realize this, but it might also not. You know, you might have a spontaneous outer body experience like my mom did when she gave birth to me. So you never know when it's it's coming for you. Yeah. The, my next question was, do you think atheists even ex, you know, experience oh, it similarly? And you just answered that question. <laughs> So there's this term that's gotten thrown around a lot these past few years, and that term is woke. And it's, it, you know, I think there was probably a period of time for me where I was thinking about this term woke and spiritually awakening and awake and um, wondering if those terms are synonymous. And it seems like over the years, Woke has kind of become more of a political term yes. than awakened. But I just wanted to get from your perspective too um, that like the differences in those terms and and if somebody is spiritually awakened, they may not necessarily be talking about the same thing as woke. When you're awakened, you realize I am you and you are me. I am just a fragment of you, and it's it's all just one big mirror. We are all connected. And you see that you look at social media, six degrees of separation, right? We are all connected. Being awakened is realizing that we are part of a much bigger playbook that is going down right now. Another thing that you had been mentioning and knowing that a lot of our listeners might be somewhat new to some of these concepts. So you're talking about 3D, which I think a lot of people understand because that's the world we live in. But then you talk about other dimensions. And I think that that might be a little bit hard for some people to grasp. And so I wanted to come back to that and talk a little bit about other dimensions. And and also, maybe this might be easier to explain first, is vibrations, because I think that they're tied. Vibrations is something that has become a very popular term. I mean, you're seeing t-shirts that say high vibes, or you know, you're talking about like, oh, like, get a negative vibe from him. And people are starting to say that more and more, but I, I don't know that everybody knows what that even means when it comes down to it. So I thought maybe we start there and then maybe get into the dimensions after that. 
Oh gosh, speaking of vibrations, that's huge. I love talking about frequency and vibrations uh, because everything in the known universe has its own unique energetic frequency. Everything, no two people are alike, no two objects are alike. Everything will vibrate at its own unique frequency. Well, uh, also part of my spiritual awakening in 2009, um, I was diagnosed with a really rare genetic condition that gives me really bad neuropathy in my arms and legs. And so I spent two years in bed. It was 210 pounds walking with a cane in 2009 and 2010. It was was terrible. But in 2011, I had the opportunity to purchase a holistic wellness center named Our Angel Center for Wellbeing. And it was a seven-year-old wellness center. And Ellie Jamart, the lady who I bought it from, she already had Rife Therapy and Vibroacoustic Sound Healing in, um, in the center. So me not knowing anything about it, I'm like, well, I guess I, I, guess I better learn about it if I'm trying it out, if I'm going to promote it and sell it to people, right? So lo and behold, it was Rife Therapy that healed me, that totally my pain is nothing like what it was. Um, I don't, I have a fraction of the pain that I used to, like it was crippling 24 seven before it helped to regenerate all the nerves in my legs. So how did it do that? It was a frequency generator. So if you think of the way doctors get rid of kidney stones, they match the vibration and the oscillation of the kidney stone with its own vibration. It oscillates, it blows up and you pee it out, right? You can shatter cancer cells using uh, vibrational frequency. If you know the vibrational frequency of what you want to um, blow up, absolutely, you can blow it up using frequency. It's also how seismologists will blast through the side of mountains to create tunnels. They're using frequency at it, right? So vibes, let's talk about that for a second, because vibration and frequency, that is the language of our universe. So if you think of it as in healing or in weapons of mass destruction, because mark my words, that will also be, you know, if there's future wars, it'll be a frequency war as well. Um, Anything can be used for the good or bad, right? But with frequencies, you can either have them going through your body healing you, or you can listen to them and have them going through you. So there's something called binaural beats that triggers the different parts of the brain to give you the desired response that you want. So we'll say you can't sleep. You can go onto YouTube, put in binaural beats for deep sleep, start listening to it, make sure the left ear's in the left ear, right ear's in the right ear, because the different frequencies cross the brain, right, and come out. And it will gently put you into the deepest, most lovely sleep you've ever had because it's frequency therapy. So I was trained, I was professionally trained at the Monroe Institute on how to do coordinate remote viewing. And one of the beautiful things that they train you in is frequency. And they give you these particular remote viewing frequencies that you can listen to, and it will induce an outer body experience. So I know the key is frequency, right? And we all know um, what a good mood feels like, what a bad mood feels like. We all know, you know, if if there's a a negative coworker and we walk by them, it's kind of like, don't like their energy. You can kind of feel it because that's their vibration that they're emitting. You can feel it. A person's vibrational field tells a lot about them. It's what I'm looking at when I'm doing readings. It's what the key is into their book is through their personal vibration, right? So it's wonderful that people are talking about good vibes and vibes and frequency and all this stuff, because guess what? That leads to those higher dimensional realities. So the only way to get out of your body is to go within. You have to. You have to take your consciousness deep enough to almost like the edge of sleep. It's called the hypnagogic state. And you feel yourself starting to kind of go like this, coming in and out, right? And when you're just, you know how babies have a really high startle reflex? And when you're sleeping, you'll kind of jerk, falling asleep, right? Well, when you're jerking, that's actually you starting to come out of you and getting jerked back in. Something scared you, something touched you, whatever. But that's you getting jerked back in. And um, anyways, it's it's very, very possible to ex- ex- 
to go and explore these higher dimensions of reality, but you've got to go within in order to get out. And it is hard. I don't mean to sound like it's easy because even when you have the audio track to listen to, you have to be able to train your brain and your own energy, putting it into alignment with that frequency because it's all about alignment. And so like I was saying, when someone's in a bad mood, they're not in alignment with your energy. So you will feel the dissonance within the field if you get too close to them, right? Everything is an energy. So it's with 5D, with all these, you know, a lot of people are, are saying 3D and 5D. Think of it as left brain and right brain, in and out. Left is out. Left is what's outside of us. Left brain is the tangible, what we can see, touch, taste, and feel. Fifth dimension is inside. The keys to go and explore all of the astral realms are through frequency, and it's you aligning your vibrational frequency with that field in order to get out. It's a little bit harder than <laughs> harder than I'm, I'm making it sound. But once you know how to do it, anything is possible. And this is the thing. People just need to open their bloody minds and realize we're not alone. You know, and, and it, it's, it completely changes your life when you realize that there is so much more to this than what the left brain logic is perceiving this life to be. Hence waking up to it, yes. hence being awake to it, which mm -hmm. is, I guess that's why they call it the spiritual awakening because now you're living life with your eyes open, right? Totally. <laughs> but it's it's not exactly always a walk in the park. While there's some wonderful things that come from it, there's also some challenges and struggles that people can experience. I know that the conversation that we're having in and of itself could turn people off. People may not understand it. And I, I've heard other people say, you know, if this doesn't resonate with you, then it's not for you. Mm -hmm. But I think that that can sometimes cause relationships to sort of dissolve or people just to become maybe necessarily not aligned anymore or not resonate with each other anymore. Can you talk a little bit about the challenges that people experience when they're going through this process and um, maybe ways that they can help themselves or help others going through it. So when you have a spiritual awakening, it does raise your vibration. And all of a sudden, the things that you used to tolerate, it's like you can't tolerate it anymore, right? And whether it's you used to drink and smoke and go out every night, now all of a sudden you just crave being in, in a hot bubble bath cleansing or just, you know, staying home, it changes you. And when things change you from the inside out, it changes your outer world. Remember, your thoughts become your actions. Your actions become your reality. If you're no longer thinking in alignment with the people that you used to vibe with, that just means you get in a brand new vibe tribe that the universe is bringing in. And that's where you got to have faith, right? Because you literally feel that dissonance off the people that used to, you know, do it for you. You used to hang with them, love hanging out with them you've outgrown them. And the thing is, is that you got to remember people come and go and they'll come and they'll stay until you've learned the lesson with them. Then when they leave, wish them well, they're going on their path. They're going to learn different lessons from different people. People come into our life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And I really think we're all here to teach something to each and every one of us. Right. Um, now when people say, um, you know, oh, I don't like what they're saying. I got to tell you, I did something scary. Over the pandemic, I started a YouTube channel and I was very vocal about what Justin Trudeau was doing to our country and, you know, um, how he was trampling on our constitutional rights. I was very vocal about it. And my husband is very conservative where he's like, don't, you know, don't, don't put yourself out there. And I'm like, no, I got something to say. I got to say it. So I did it. And I couldn't believe how many people felt the exact same way as me. There was way more people on my channel. They're like, thank God you spoke up, Patricia. Thank God you said something because I felt the same way, but I didn't know if I was going crazy or if I was alone in that. And I was like, no, 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 no. I see through it too. Thank God you do too. And there's strength in numbers, right? So you're going to attract the listeners that need 
what's coming out of your mouth and your guests mouth. They're going to naturally vibe towards you. And that's where you got to leave it up to the universe and just put your hands up in the air and just say, use me. Here I am. I'm your megaphone. Let's speak through me and let it land in the ears of the people that need to hear it the most. That's what you got to do. And then let the universe do the rest. You don't need to worry about a thing. Don't you worry about a thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that song. Um, yeah, I, that's so true. I mean, it, it's, it's hard when you're going through it and you kind of notice, you know, some, some relationships dissolving or people not resonating with you anymore, especially if it's a family member. I think that that can be really challenging to deal yeah. with. So I, I, I feel for people there, but, um, you know, people do hopefully peacefully just kind of go on their own paths and it's doesn't become, you know, something that, that takes too much out of, out of you as a person or the other person as well. A little piece of advice for that, that I learned, um, you know, over the pandemic, it taught me a lot. And what spirit said to me was meet them where they're at, meet them where they're at. Don't try and change them because their experiences has built their opinion. In the same way I'm entitled to mine, they're entitled to theirs. So just meet them where they're at and respect the the difference in in each other's paths, right? So that's where I'm at. I used to argue before now. It's like, no, no, two plus two really is five if that's the truth of your reality. Yeah, 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 it's five. It's not four. I don't care to argue anymore because if that's their reality, there's nothing I can change about it. All I want to do is add to it, bring them up even 10% higher than when I, I met them or, you know what I mean, when I was in their presence. That's my job is to help raise you up. If I can't do that, I shouldn't be near you. That's my that's my take on things. Yeah. If it doesn't resonate with you, then it's not for you. And I think yeah. that that's, that's one thing that I've heard people say that I really liked about, you know, the spiritual practices and teachers, because um, I do think that there's, you know, there's, there's aspects of religion that say, like, if you don't believe in this, or if you don't do something a certain way, you're going to go to hell, or whatever, you know, like certain religions will say that. But um, all that is, is, is a way to control the people, because that's, that's not right. We go to the vibration that which we are on the other side. And just because we come out of our body and grow wings, doesn't necessarily mean that, that we know everything and that we're enlightened the second we get to the other side. But I got to tell you, all paths lead home. Every single one of us will wake up outside of our bodies and go, oh my God, what now? Wow. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. Yeah. And I just, and I also just love the fact that it doesn't, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like, it, we're here for you when you're ready, but if you're not, that's fine too. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know, there's something wrong with you if you're not ready for it. And that's, and that resonated a lot with me personally. Yeah, for sure. Compared to some other religious practices, but yes. So I'm just curious if you have any recommendations for our listeners um, as they, you know, they take what they've learned today on with them moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I can even give you guys some homework to do so that it just doesn't end when this podcast ends. Um, read the book Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. That one was a huge eye opener for me when I read that. I couldn't, you know, get through a chapter without bawling and feeling like God was speaking to me through that book. It was so crazy cool. So that one is is phenomenal. Um, if you're going through hell, keep going. It does get better. Bless the bullshit. I'm telling you, just wait. You wait. It might take 20 years, but that crap that you're going through right now, it's seeding. You don't even realize what it's seeding, right? Because I look back in the worst day of my life is what's gotten me here today with you and the life that I'm living and the people that I've helped and, and the things that I've accomplished. I, I thank God for my dad every day and for bringing me to my knees when he left this world. So if you're going through hell, God, keep going. It leads to your best day. You just don't know it yet. And I wish someone had said that to me because I, I cried for I think like 11 years. It took me a really abnormally long 
time to stop crying because I just, he, my dad was my everything. He really was. And in the end, he still is because I attribute my whole reality to his presence and him leaving me, you know, going to the other side. I, I attribute everything that I have to that. So, and everything that I am today, because even the spirituality and, you know, the Bible that I grew up knowing, I know that because my parents and where that comes in handy is the spiritual warfare that's happening right now. And a spiritual awakening will awaken you to the spiritual warfare because you do become way more sensitive to energy. Little things like it'll start with, Ooh, I can feel your bad mood or, Ooh, I can feel the energy of that coming off that person. You know, you start to notice how energy really affects you. And then you, you go down quite the rabbit hole of, of this reality. Um, and I encourage you guys to do that. Uh, and if you are in any sort of physical chronic pain, look into Rife Therapy because that's exactly what healed me. Um, another really good book too would be The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. That was a really good one too. Have you read those? I haven't read those. No, they're, no, they're on my list. I've heard that. I've heard the untethered soul. I've heard that title before. And conversations with God, like I said, it, it, mm-hmm. it'll change you. It'll totally change you. And I truly believe that when that book shows up in a person's life, they're ready. They're ready for that information because that book yeah. is encoded. It's energetically encoded so that if you even hold it, if you're sensitive to energy, you'll feel the vibrations coming off of the covers. It's really neat. Uh, Neil Donald Walsh definitely knew what he was doing when he wrote that book. So keep seeking. The kingdom of heaven really is within us. Seek and ye shall find. You know, knock and the door will be open unto you. That's Christian Bible stuff. But guess what? What I just quoted is in every single good book. doesn't matter what it is. And I've prayed in a lot of churches. I don't just pray in a Christian church. I've prayed in a Buddhist temple. I've been to... Oh, pile of different ones of all sorts of religions when I went to England and Ireland and here in Canada. And you can feel the power of God in all of them. That's why I'm saying all paths lead home. And if you don't even want religion to be the one that shows you the truth, that's okay too. That's okay. Just start seeking. Ask for the information that you need in order to understand this stuff. Ask and then watch what shows up. It'll be the most random person saying something to you or a podcast that you happen to stumble upon that just gives you the best advice in that moment. That's how spirit works. So like I said, become the observer of your mind. Start listening to who's talking to you up here Um, because eventually when you notice that enough, you can start living by those words and that's when life gets really good. So reflecting on our conversation today, what is one key takeaway that you would like our listeners to remember about consciousness and spirituality? The power is within you. Go within, look within, meditate, pray, get into that quiet stillness, get out in nature because a lot of people, their church is nature. That's where their, their connection resides. So just remember it's, it's within you. It all is. It never, it's not about what's outside of you. If you want to blast that spiritual awakening open, start meditating, start praying, start going within. That's where the answers lie. And if someone is just starting their journey towards a deeper understanding of consciousness, what other advice would you give them or offer them? Well, I I tell them to start listening to podcasts like this. (laughs) And, um, you know, start like, to be very honest, when I start my day, um, before I do readings, before I do anything, I literally put my hands up in the air and I just say, Lord, use me as an instrument of your peace. I'm checking in for work today. Speak through me. Let me be your megaphone. And boom, it just seems to pour out of my mouth and come. And I know exactly what to say. I'm shown in my readings exactly what the person needs to know. So ask, ask and you shall receive, start asking that higher power. And just because I say the Lord and Jesus in Christian terms, that doesn't mean that that's the only way to the truth, to the light, to, to heaven, your idea of heaven. We all 
it's so different for each and every one of us. So just go to the God of your understanding, connect with that, because that is the unified field. That is where all the information resides, right? And that's where you'll get your answers from if you're going within. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And and my very last question for you today is, in your opinion, what does it mean to live life consciously? Being completely in the now, that is living life consciously. So I heard the best saying that sums it up and it says, depressed people live in the past, anxious people live in the future, peaceful people live in the present. Practicing non-attachment, because like I said, when we go, we can't take any of it with us when we die. And being completely immersed in the now because you can't plan for happiness tomorrow. It has to happen in the now, in this moment, in the second, right? So that's living consciously is being aware and being in your shoes at all times. So you're not missing anything. You're not missing the ride, right? It's definitely something I try to be more mindful of for sure. Um, so thank you so, so much. This has been absolutely amazing. I've learned so much from you today. I hope our listeners have too. Um, how can listeners stay connected with you and access the information that you share out in the world if they want to learn more on what we discussed today? So I do have a website. It's www.patriciamona.com. And I do teach um, psychic development classes and meditations, as well as do readings in my office all day. <laughs> and then I do missing person cases free of charge on the side. So uh, if you'd like to contact me for any of the above. It's info at patriciamona.com. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been so amazing. Before we part ways, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every one of you for tuning in. Your curiosity and openness make this journey all the more meaningful. As we navigate the realms of consciousness together, please follow our podcast for more captivating conversations. If you enjoyed what you heard, why not share the love? rate and review on your favorite platform and help us reach more seekers on this enlightening path. And hey, the conversation doesn't end here. Dive into the show notes for additional insights, resources, and details about today's discussion. Your journey to clarity continues beyond this episode. Thank you so much for being a part of the Clarity to Consciousness community. Until next time, stay curious and keep exploring the boundless possibilities of your consciousness. Take care and much love to you all.